Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. No One Likes Us Clothing is the Millwall clothing range. T-shirts, caps, polos, they've got it all. Visit www.noonelikesus.co.uk or why not visit the Blue Anchor, where a selection of shirts can be bought at the bar. www.noonelikesus.co.uk Hi, I'm Gary Rowett, and you're listening to the world-famous Acton Millwall. Yes, indeed, listeners. The Railway Express is rolling again. It's back on the tracks. Joining me is our ticket collector, Mr. Harry Warren. How are you, Rach? Yeah, I'm not bad. I, uh, I've been around, <laughs> I've collected the tickets, and they say one-way return, Wembley. That's what they say. <laughs> what a result, listeners. Millwall go to Preston in probably the most unexpected win of the, of the season, perhaps. I don't know. Um, pull off a 4-2 win up there, Harry. I mean, it was an entertaining game. Topsy-turvy was my notes to myself here. I mean, um, individual brilliance mixed with some sloppy defending and sloppy passing teamed with real hard work and effort. It's a curious mixture today, I found. It, it, uh, I mean, that's the reason we like football. I mean, that was a stressful an afternoon watch, as you can imagine. <laughs> um at two two, I was called uh, the air turned blue. Um, but yeah, it was it was Mill win up chill really. That um, it I was, mean, it was. If you had said we were going to score four goals, I'd have laughed at you. If you had said we were going to score four goals away from home, I'd have laughed at you and all. Um, just really, <laughs> that's just a really weird, really weird result, and it is really weird. But you take three points all day long. It didn't. If you'd said. Just generally on the on the pattern of play and everything, that's not a four two win. It doesn't feel like it deserves to be a four two win, but it is. You know, it is. I mean, you. I, I do believe you get what you deserve in football. Um, I, I know what I, I know what you mean by that because I mean just to follow through that madcap first half. I mean, we, we had a team, uh, a couple of changes. Murray Wallace returning with Andreas Vogelsammer up front. Scott Malone and Tyler Bury. On the bench, otherwise it was uh, 
Jules Long. We'll come back to Jules Long later, Harry. And we've got uh, Murray Wallace, obviously. Cooper with Cresswell, McNamara. Billy Mitch, Jules Savile in the two. And then in front of them, Vogelstam of Fleming, star of the show by some distance today, and George Honeyman. We'll talk about him a little bit. And Tom Bradshaw, the ever hard-working Bradshaw up front. Um, I mean, no, I wouldn't have said that's a four-goal side, but, you know, um, that's that's the way football works. We've got a four-goal side. What <laughs> players would need for a four-goal well, what, what drugs? What drugs have the NHS put me on? You'd have asked if I'd have said that's a, that's a team that's going to score four away from home, but that's that's what we've done. I mean, I, 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 I'm trying to come up with a nutshell. We're recording this, listeners, right after the the final whistle. It can be sometimes quite hard to come up with a, a pithy summary. But I mean, I, I, the best I can put it is H is is individual brilliance, and by that I'm meaning Zian Fleming, the by some distance, some distance our standout player in terms of. Control, vision, ability—you name it. The boy is the boy is star quality. I, in my opinion, how do you see him? Uh, I see him not a Millwall next year. That's what. <laughs> that's how I see him. Um, <laughs> Name the price. That, how much are we selling well, him for? <laughs> well, I'm trying, to, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to base what I'd expect us to get from him and Millwall, real, Millwall realism. Um, <laughs> so what I'd expect anyone else to get from him is probably. I don't know. I mean, it depends. Look, let's 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 talk about fucking valuations at the end of the season. Hopefully, we don't need to because hopefully, we well, let's, let's let's keep it to the game because yeah, I mean, we're joking in that. We're, we we'll see. I mean, he, the boy is a well, star. what's he eight in twenty, right? So eight in twenty from midfield. So he's scoring in average just under every other game. Um, yeah. Admittedly, he's got three today. It's not just the fact that we bought him for one point seven million. It's the fact that he's not. It's not like a Jeb Wallace where he has to play well for us to win. Because, no. I mean, he's obviously played well today and we have won. But because of the role he plays, is different. Because he's, like, just in the middle of everything, you get to see his football intelligence more. Like, he's just, he just is a set. And he's not, he's not the quickest. I've said this before. He's not the quickest. He's not, he's not the tallest. He's not, he, but he's got enough of all the attributes together that make him such a good player. Like, the strength for the first goal, the t- not only the strength for the first goal, mm. the touch for the first goal, for the, for the initial touch that bounces up off the turf. And basically, he takes the ball out of the air where, at head height with his yeah. foot, backs yeah. into the defender as a little, with his right foot, rolls it like a back heel, then flicks it out and then turns and, and, and basically beats the keeper with pace and power. And how many times over the last... 10, 20 years of Mill really had a striker back to goal that can turn and finish like that. You're looking at a Kane on loan, a Chris Wood on loan, maybe in their pomp, a Sadly or a Harris. You're not looking many times that Mill will get that. And when we do get him, we tend to have quite good sides. And just, I mean, the third, the, I, I can't talk about anything else. The third goal. The third goal is ridiculously good, and I've not even got to the finish yet. Billy no. Mitchell in the midfield for that wins the ball, sprays the ball out wide to Danny Mack, who's had a terrible game crossing until that point. He had an awful game, but but he redeemed it all with that move. You know, I mean, we're missing out the second goal. I mean, we, the first goal came very early on, uh, one nil, three minutes in. I timed it, take and turn, as, as Harris said. 
We dodged a bit of a bullet because um, Jules Long made a good save actually uh, uh, on ten. They, 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 it was an open game at that point, Harry, wasn't it? I mean, they, he made a decent save from a, I think it was a pretty close header in inside the six yard box, but straight at him, thankfully. But then we've gone two 0 up with the uh, that was the free kick, wasn't it? That was the um, yeah, Bradshaw, free kick. Bradshaw, yeah, Bradshaw beat his man, lovely little turn, and was through about to pull the trigger and he pulled him down I mean the referee booked him it's all he could do it's kind of lucky mm. he had two defenders near him in the ref sideline otherwise he could have been could have been gone um, and, and we scored from a free kick I mean it takes a takes a deflection I, I don't know if it's going in or it's going wide but he's hit it low and hard like he, he's he's made his decision he's going to strike it low and hard and try and beat the goalkeeper yeah. for pace it's got a deflection it's gone in it's 2-0 it's you know it, it, it looked like it was going to be a comfortable afternoon at that point. But years of... In, in, inimitable Millwall style, it wasn't. Was it? This is not going to happen. It was not going to happen. So there we are, sitting pretty. 2 new up on 15 minutes. Um, I think Savile drew a yellow shortly after that. And then there was a, a very sloppy concede, uh, goal conceded on 19. I thought it was sloppy. Um Poor defending. I mean, the, the ball it was a, from a corner, right-sided corner, scrambled in in the midst of a melee where uh, I think George Long was claiming handball, but it looked like his hand was the last one before it went into the net to me. I, I, I don't know what the handball shout was all about. It was just poor defending. Um, it's a very odd mixture to be praising. On, on the one hand, brilliance, H, and then, then you know, uh, Sunday afternoon defending on the other. Yeah, they could at set pieces as well, but you've got, to, for the first one, Long's like involved with his own defender and one Preston player in front of him blocking him off. You've got to expect that. And he gets too yeah. involved with that. He's pushing when really, if he's not there doing that, he can move across them and make the save. And he seems to, as you, as you said, it's, it's basically a header back across from the byline almost. And he it hits George Long on the underside of his right arm and yeah, goes in. in. And, yeah. you know... <laughs> Okay, sometimes you say, okay, that's that's fine. Everyone gets one. Everyone makes mistakes. They just show up more when you're in goal. But it's, it, it, it wasn't a good look. And with what we're about to discuss, it, it's a terrible look, really. Well, it's not it's not a great look because, I mean, just what's that, uh, 27 minutes, we, 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 we get clawed back to two each from, again, I thought poor defending. Um, free header. Uh, that was Ched Evans, wasn't it? The, um, the, uh, the Preston strike, I think, who had a free header from across. Um, I mean, I've got question marks against uh, Murray Wallace, Jules Honeyman and Jules Long there because I think they all combined to not do enough, giving a, a decent player um, a three-header. And they, they put it away well for two each. And I, I must admit, that, at that point, my heart sank, didn't it? Didn't yours? Yeah, I, could, I, I couldn't see us winning from 2-2. Two, two. I thought we'd have the stuffing knocked out of us. I mean, yeah, it's a free, it's a free cross. We've let him cross the ball in. We've let a man go unmarked at the back post again. Yeah, but it's not the greatest header in the world, and it's on target. I think that's, oh, that's the way. It... I think that's. I think that's the, that's the nicest thing you could say about it. It was on target. <laughs> it wasn't a bullet header. It had no pace or power. It was a loopy on target header. It kind of had that kind. Yeah. Of, I'm, I'm doing. I'm just doing a loop on from where it came. And Jules Long, he's following the ball from his right side across to the left hand side, and basically for. Reasons that only players like Jordan Archer can answer. You <laughs> basically don't drive. And I, I, I don't understand. Why do keepers do that? I'm interested. I mean, I'm sure there are people who've played in goal that can answer me why you don't 
go. Because I think that when you do that, I'll collapse into the net one. It makes that look worse. Stand there. Don't do nothing. But don't collapse like in a heap. You look <laughs> stupid. You do. You just, I, I, you know, you can't really sort of half. And he sort of half goes down. He doesn't spring. He doesn't do anything. It, mm-hmm. it just looks stupid. I think the difference with him and Bart, and this is, this is the thing, other than their kicking, is that I'd have expected Bart to pull off a miracle save there. That's the difference. I'd have expected You'd normally Bart back Bart in those situations. Back. Yeah, no, I, I know that's what you the mean. kind of stuff that Bart makes look routine. So maybe yeah. that is a difficult save. But over the last five years, I've come to just assume that that will be saved by the polling goal and we'll be fine. But it obviously long not, has got... Not today we weren't. No, I mean, two each. I, I, put, I mean, I, I, to give up a two-goal lead at this level is always going to be poor. I mean, it was an open game and I thought Preston did move the ball reasonably um, quickly, to, but we, we gave them the opportunities and I think that's what really hurt me on both goals, really, because both can be put down to poor defending. And then we, we really were up against it. Towards, you know, as the, as the first half closed, age, I mean, as I think you just said you couldn't see us winning from there. And I must admit, I thought we'd, if we can get to half-time without conceding, we'd have done well. And they, they did have chances. Um uh, a header uh, inches wide. I think that was again from Evans. Thirty-nine minutes. There was a, there was a header that just went like the fraction of inches going past the post, and um, it looked like for all the world we were going to concede there. So we did well to get it to two by half time, mm-hmm. um, and started off the second half in like measure, didn't we? I mean, we, we were up against it as, as the second half opened. So you know, it's been a strange game the way it finished to to where we were at, at certain points. In the course of that match, yeah, I, I mean, first five ten minutes we looked of the second half, we looked just as bad as the last five. We're clinging on for grim death. First half, so like you're looking near enough a third of that game, we have looked awful. Um, I mean, credit has to go to one squad because to be two new up on that high to drop to being two two and then coming back to win is the you know the character of a mill side yeah, like to be there. I'm yeah. going to. I'm going to hit the. I'm going to give Gary Rowett some praise, Claxton. So I need a, I need a jingle for this moment. This is the praise meter for Harry for Gary Gary Rowett. So I think you're going to say what I think you're going to say, which so, is a substitution and change of formation. H. Yeah, I mean it's a change of formation, which he had to do, but he did it. So I'll yeah. give him grudging praise. But yeah. the fact that he played Honeyman there is, I mean, to accept your mistake, uh, I suppose shows. Shows maturity and good management skills, but George Honeyman is not a wide man and should not be played there. And um, no. he was found out there. It's just like it's like a terrier running around, sort of aimlessly, like a toddler almost out there. Um, and we looked wide. We were looked wide open prior to that change, and then after that, yeah. we looked a lot tighter and a lot more controlled. And as time would tell, we'd press on and win it. But I, I think you're right. I mean. Gary Rowett will get get slated when he gets it wrong, and I think you, I think you're you're right. I mean, we it will be for anyone not to give credit where it's due. Because I think that that change which he had to make was made, and therefore the game changed. Because I think yeah. that was the crucial turning point. That that well, so the second half. I think Malone, Malone, Murray, Wallace down that left hand side give you solidity. Malone playing as a sort of wing backy tucking left midfielder really suits him now because he can't. He can't get back. We know he can't get back because no. the wrong side of 30 and it's starting to catch up with him playing two games a week. So if he plays one game a week or half a game a week, 
he's, he's all right and he gives you everything he's got. You can't, I mean, earlier on in his career, that wouldn't have been the case. But I do generally think he is now a good, honest professional that he's trying his, his best, but he's kind of, his game is very much based on his fitness and his ability to outrun his opponent. And I can understand why Gary Rowett sometimes doesn't choose to pick him. But I think when Malone is good, he's very, very good. And when he's bad, he's awful. And I think mm. when he came on, he was quite good. Um, and, Certainly and, changed it for us, didn't he? I well, mean, um... The thing is, as well, he, he I don't know what it is, but he tends to find, he always seems to find a player inside of him with a nice the way he passes the ball gives the person receiving it half a chance. So mm. for the for the third goal, yeah, I think Malone's got the ball and Malone gives it into Billy Mitchell for Billy Mitchell to start the move. And yeah. it's just it was it was nice, you know. That's the midfield two you want to see as well. Just touching on them because I think they don't get enough praise. Mitchell and Savile in the midfield together are both did well today. I mean, that was a great ball forward from Billy, and you know, you know, he's he's a. I think he's a player that's really come on. It's great to see he's one of one of our own players, as as the uh, as the song says. But there's a tremendous ball through him. I think it was Danny Mack, um, Harry, wasn't it, on that put the final cross in. But it was a great yeah. ball to find him from Billy. I mean, the first goal we kind of brushed over that it was Bradshaw rolling the ball up, working working well off bits and mm. pieces, spraying it out to Vogelstar to to cross it in yeah. before Fleming. This goal is the same as well. You'll you'll all see the finish and it'll be on the highlights package and show what a great, you know, what a great superb, superb finish. What a great bit of business mill will have done, one point seven million, show the finishes, whatever, but they won't show how good the, the build up is, maybe. No, and, and no, no. The fact that I mean Danny Mac beats him for pace, gets into the box, and then he's taken the way Harry crosses that ball, it's so many times Danny Mac Lamar would have put that into either the side netting near side or it had been too cut back too far and no it's gone behind everyone getting in um and it, it's just the perfect ball but from that minute that that ball's come across there the Preston defender knows that he's nine times out of ten or maybe even more than that 9.9 times out of ten in this division the striker mm. first times that towards goal and most players would Zion Fleming decides, I'm not going to do that. Takes it right foot to left foot, and then yep. slots. And that, and that, that, and while why he's on it, why the defender that's tried to stop it is on his ass trying to block a ball that hasn't come. And no. that is the that is the simple difference between being a that's... championship team and being a Premier League team. And say it very very quietly, that was Premier League finishing. That was, that was top, top quality. I mean, you know, we, we've watched it on screen today. I'm hoping to speak to John later at the game. I don't know how much of a view he got of it, but it was superb. It lift, would lift you out of your seat. Um, you'll all see it on the YouTube highlights, listeners. Um, you tell me what you think. I think that you're right, Harry. I think that's Premier League quality, top flight stuff. Um, for a hat trick, and, and that's our second hat trick of the season now after Tom Bradshaw versus Watford. I think Nottingham Forest fans comparing Zion Fleming to Jesse Lingard's input with Jesse Lingard on a six-figure contract might be slightly pissed off that they didn't go for Zion Fleming. <laughs> They're going to have to put their hand in their pocket. I do hope that yeah, John Bernson and, I mean, and Steve Kavanagh have got like a like, 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 a, like a, an escape clause, an expensive escape clause for Zion. They've got 10. They've got 10 goals 
from sort of centre attacking midfield like a cam roll in the year yeah. that we nearly got promoted under Aris. So what are you talking? Football's gone on. Inflation, inflation, twenty percent at least. So you know, we're taking the piss. He's, I mean, if he gets 10, 15 goals from midfield in this division, he will get a move to the Premier League. Well, he's only got to get two more. He's on eight goals. At the, he's our top scorer. Just looking at the BBC, I mean. yeah. So, yeah. So, so you're looking at fifteen mil. I mean, a return, a return, yeah, mil I mean, in year for Millwall is ridiculous. That's. That's next season and probably the seasons after transfer budget. This is a Millwall conversation. We're talking about flogging the flog, talking about flogging the boy when we've, we're actually sitting in sixth spot at the moment, Harry. So, um, yeah, but, Nick, Nick, yeah. look, let's have <laughs> get a plan. real, get let's real. Let's have a plan if he's here and we get promoted, and let's have a plan if he's here and we don't get promoted. The plan if we don't get promoted is we must sell him, unfortunately, because well, if not, be the realism of it all. Yeah, we no, get into this circle. Everybody well, probably should have left for money. Yes, I know we don't like selling people, but we are a small. <laughs> no, no, no. It's going to be how it works out. Let's talk about the fourth goal. Uh, we've gone three-two there with that superb. I, I, I can't, I can't say superb enough, yeah, listeners, for that, that, that Fleming goal. We've seen um, since Gary Alexander at Wembley. It, that's right. I mean, I'm trying to think of a better finish. <laughs> no, no finish. And it's the it's, it's the intelligence required to do what he did there, Harry. Um, as you say, he shifted from the ball from one to the other, took out the defender, and slotted it away for for a hat trick. Um, wonderful, wonderful stuff. But I, I, the the fourth goal was was an excellent um, play as well. I mean, that was a uh, a free kick. Was it Vogel Vogel Sammer who put it we in from the corner? We took a short corner. Which normally everyone in the entire ground for Millwall goes, ah! <laughs> and, <laughs> and it actually it actually worked for once. It worked. Bradshaw <laughs> flicked it to the back post. P- flick on from Tom uh, from Bradders. I'm gonna I'm gonna get into Gary Rowitz speak now. Listen, let's get Bradders and there's I don't know what Cresswell's nickname is. Cress- Calamity. Cressy Calamity. <laughs> Calamity Cresswell, he did well today. I thought, I mean, I, I apart from that. the fucking one where he just literally gave it to him in midfield, he did do that. Yeah. He did do that. Great finish 4 2. Um, and that was largely, largely it. There was no more. It, it, the one shot from Preston over the bar, and that was that was largely it. I, I'm not, I can only sum it all up. Um, Harry, as this kind of weird mixture of individual brilliance and, and hard teamwork combined with some pretty sloppy work. Uh, other side of the coin at, at times. It's a very curious mixture of, of a game, but it is a result, as we've said, that puts us in that um, magic, magic sixth spot uh, as end we go into the World now. Cup break. End of yeah. season. End of season now. End season. Blackburn, Blackburn versus Millwall and uh, Norwich versus, who's the te- other team in the uh, Norwich versus Norwich Watford. Is, uh, at the moment, top of the table is Sheffield United uh, after today's results. Burnley also on 38 points, second. Then you've got Blackburn, 36. Watford, 33. Norwich, 32. And then Millwall heading a bunch of teams on 31. So we're. To be be fair, if we ended the season now, I think the FA would be quite happy with the two that have already gone up. They'd only have to rig really two playoff games to make. (laughs) To keep us out. (laughs) There we are. Um, Great result. Um, must have been wonderful to be there. Um, yeah. and, and hats off. I was, they said 700 went up there, Roach. On the um, and now they're struggling, to, now they're struggling to get back. Apparently, they've cancelled all their trains on train problems. Yeah, yeah. um, let's, Very hope nice. <laughs> let's hope they can get back. I'm hoping to speak to John, uh, our northern correspondent, in, in a bit. 
Um, I'm hoping wonderful stuff. You know, when they give you sort of the rail replacement services, I'm hoping they've given them one of them and there's just two sort of Preston fans who have gone up for the day from somewhere, live down here or something, and they've got to put up with a load of pissed up Millwall fans celebrating the fact they've won 4 2 away from home. And it's, you know, it, it, look, hats off to every single person that's gone to the two away wins. Because hats off to the team, hats off to the, the crowd, the, the fans that went there, hats off to Zian Fleming, hats off to the entire team because that was everyone earned. I think everyone earned that win today. Um, and it's easy to dwell on the downside of it, but that's a great, great result. Um, I think we to go to away games again, Nick. It <laughs> might lure me, you might lure me away from my dangling this, this carrot of form <laughs> away from home that we might have half a chance. But the optimist in you, that, like, it's horrible because this feels. The break, like that's a massive result because it will be in the training yeah. room. Everyone in that changing room now is absolutely buzzing. They're, They're going to be wired, absolutely. Yeah, right. They're all going. Oh, I really want a game Tuesday, or I want a game next Saturday. Can't wait. Oh yeah, fuck, we ain't got a game for four weeks. And you go, this is this feels a bit covidy. <laughs> it's not. It it's not great. You know, it's, it's it reminds me so much of beating Forest three 0 on the telly. <laughs> it's fucking shit, isn't it? Yeah, I said this back at the start of the season. You remember when I turned around and said, well, "If we start fast, this season's going to fuck us." And it's the one yeah, time, yeah. one time on a roll. There we are. We come back after the World Cup. Uh, well, part of the World Cup. I think mean, the World Cup is entirely over by the time we come back. It's uh, pretty weird. It's, it's very <laughs> odd. Is this true? It does, does have a COVID feeling. Sorry, mate. We're game when the World Cup finals on. Is this true? Uh, Luton, uh, the Luton fixture, which is uh, the week after, is that the tenth of, of December? So, so, if Bradshaw had had to go to the World Cup with Wales, right, we'd have had to play that game without Bradshaw. Um, well, the, actually, the, 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 it's not the tenth. We're at home to Wigan on the tenth. We've got we've got Sunderland on the third. Originally, we were due to come back on the tenth, which is Wigan at the Den, uh, and then we go to Kenilworth Road on Sunday the eighteenth. That's a twelve o'clock kickoff. That'll be a live game. I think the World Cup final is later that day. I don't know what time that kicks off. Whether that's, I think it's in the afternoon. Did I read someone said it's a three o'clock kickoff, um, which will make it pretty tight. You're going to go to the game and then want to see the World Cup final. Won't Sky just turn around and say we'll make a one-off, a one-off thing? We'll kick off at eleven, so everyone can get back to the World Cup final. It's only, it's not that far for Millwall to go. I'm assuming Millwall will stay overnight the night before anyway. I'm assuming. Yeah, I, I, yeah for, for that early kickoff, I presume. So, like, 12 o'clock start. Yeah. It's, it's ridiculous. Like, move. No one needs to see goals on Sunday that much on Sky. Just change the fucking TV time. It's your channel. You've got eight of them. People, pick a site. <laughs> put it on something else. <laughs> no one needs yeah. a repeat of Premier League years. It absolutely mean- not. Absolutely not. Good stuff, H. I'm going to let you crack on, mate. You've got, you got a, a, a night out. I um, really appreciate you coming on after the game. Hopefully after the break, we'll be talking to John Shipman, who is at the Deepdale this afternoon. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 
Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Achtung, Mehlball. Achtung, Achtung, Christmas is a coming, dear listeners. And to quote Richard Chaplow, 26 appearances, nine sun, one goal. As he once said, you cannot beat a good board game. And we've got a good board game for you here. Achtung has teamed up with a tremendous football trivial pursuit style game called Pundit. You can follow Pundit at Pundit Games on Twitter. And it's a really nice little game, actually. It's a board game. It consists of football trivia questions, easy and hard. Some of the hard ones are very, very hard. And you move along a football pitch to score goals against your opponent. It will suit the football head in your life, dear listeners. Great way to pass a Christmas afternoon. You can get a 10% discount if you visit punditgames.co.uk. That's P-U-N-D-I-T-G-A-M-E-S. Punditgames.co.uk. Get a 10% discount at checkout with the code LIONS in capital letters. LIONS, capital letters. And every sale will benefit the Lions Food Hub. Um, what a better way to pass your Christmas than to enjoy a good football trivia game and to know you're doing good at the same time. So get on it. Punditgames.co.uk Achtung, Welcome back after the break. And it is a big welcome to the show. Not been on for a little long while, but it's our Northern correspondent, Mr. John Shipman. How are you, John? Hi, Nick. Evening all. Good result there today, mate. That looked like some place to be at today deep down a bit of a mixture of good and bad and ugly but uh, the result was everything there today yeah i've had uh, i've had worse afternoons nick um it, <laughs> it did dawn on me that covering these uh these occasional northern games for you um we rarely talk after a win so um, no, <laughs> i was trying to work out when the last one was actually um but yeah today <laughs> it was uh it was fantastic really good game really entertaining some cracking goals brilliant performance from um from Fleming, um, yeah. really enjoyed it. Yeah, I mean, I must admit, I was watching on stream, listeners, um, and like any good Millwall fan, when we, we, you know, it's one thing to go uh, an early goal ahead, John. It's another thing to add to that and go two 0 ahead. Both superb goals in their different ways. Um, you know, the the opening goal was that taken turn, wasn't it, by Zian Fleming? I, did you get a good sight of that? Were you at the looking from the other end, so the... to speak? That was the other end, but we were right behind it, and he seemed to hold it up for quite a while in the box, which was, you know, just class. I and mean, it's a word I'm going to find myself using a lot about him, to be honest today. Just yeah. class. He just held him off, 
turned bottom corner. It's just like really, really composed finish. Really good. Yeah, no, I, I'd agree. I mean, I've just been speaking to Harry before the break and, you know, we're careful not to rave too much about him. He, he looks like a different level of player to what we've been used to at the Den. Uh, they come along really at Mill, John, that, that, that quality of, of touch. I mean, the, the opening goal taken and, and spin and, and, and to put it away with, with that kind of a plomb would normally be the standout moment of the game. But he, he just carried on adding to it. I mean, the, the, the free kick was um, another well-struck. <laughs> I mean, it was a central position yeah. for the free kick for 2-0, wasn't it? But we've still got to put it in the net, you know. It was. And I, you know, I was sat with my son next to me and sort of going, is he going top right, top left? And he mm. sort of drilled it along the deck. And the way the goalkeeper went down, I assumed it had taken a a deflection or a nick off someone, but he it, it just took the barest deflection. And it wasn't right. much, just it, it maybe gave it an extra angle. I think he went for power and low, and it just touched the Preston, uh, one of the wall members of the wall. It didn't deflect it an awful lot, but from what you could see on TV, but it, it did touch his heel. But if you put enough power, which is really the key to that that situation, John, I mean, you know, if it touches, it's going to touch something somewhere on the line. If you get a little bit of luck, it goes in the net, and that's what, what happened there. Absolutely, yeah. Oh, I'm I mean, so, goal, it wasn't a massive deflection. Oh, no, no, no. Say, no. Even if it, no, even it was if it the barest, barest um, shut his shoelace practically, you know. Yeah, very well um, worked. 2-0, 15 minutes in, John, and we're motoring. Any Millwall fan will be putting these, get a cup of tea out, feet up, you know what it, <laughs> you know yeah. how it's going to go from here, don't you? You know, no problems. Yeah. We're going to see the game out. <laughs> yeah, let's be honest, Nick. Not, not one person in the stand was thinking that at 2 0. 2 0 is a dodgy old lead at the best of times. Like, how minutes, sort of 15 minutes in, and our, our lot involved. Um, and Preston, sort of, that was, I don't want to knock the first half, but they were our two chances in the first half. And then Preston yeah, they were all over us like a cheap soup for the rest of that, that half, to be fair. Certainly, once I scored, it, it looked like, you know, they were. When it went 2-1, it looked like 2-2 was inevitable. And we just weren't defending particularly well. No, we didn't. Um, a couple of defending. goals which would ordinarily be bread and butter to clean up. You know, a couple of crosses and uh, crossing a corner, I think it was. Um, so, yeah, 2-2 wasn't a, a massive surprise. No. And I was quite glad to get through to half-time still level. Well, they went close. I mean, they've obviously pulled it back. I mean, I think for both goals, John, it seems a bit churlish to talk about defensive errors, but that's what really I think both cases in their different ways led to led to the uh, to all. And then we were really pretty much clinging on at times as the as the half closed. They they had a good chance um, late in the half, and on another day that might have gone in. And I think we we're just quite glad to get into the dressing room. And to be yeah, frank, when the second half started, John, we didn't look much better. I thought we were in for a pounding in the second half. Um, Certainly had that look, didn't it? Um, it? Yeah. I don't think it would have surprised any of us. But um, I'm, as I've said to you before and, and after the Blackburn game, Nick, I'm on the fence about Gary Browett. I, I, I can't get behind the, you know, mm. he is a bit dull at times, but at the same time, he's he's got a six in the league and has typically got us into the top half of the, the championship. Yeah. So I can't knock him too much. But what I will say is he bought on Scott Malone. He saw that they were running through the middle of us almost every attack. Will. The back. Yeah, yeah. Um, he bought Scott Malone on, changed to a three at the back, which had the sort of double effect of giving us a bit more width than we had as well, Nick. And 
and that's where the third goal came from. Really, it was you know stretching the play a little bit more than than previously. Yeah. It sort of seemed to solidify us for five minutes, and then we went on the front foot after that. That third goal was a brilliant move. I mean, there's a wonderful pass from Billy Mitchell to find. I think it was Danny Mack, if was memory Danny serves, Mack, yeah. on the right. Um, but that pass was was beautiful. Um, you know, saying to Harry earlier on it, it, on the on the YouTube clips, it, it's the build-up that often gets gets clipped. But that was a wonderful move, a good cross. Because I didn't think Danny Mack had played that well. If I'm going to be honest with you, John. Um, yeah. But he redeemed himself <laughs> ten times over with that cross. And talk to me about that finish. That was that was a wonderful finish. Well, absolutely. Yeah, um... I was expecting him to lever it, to be honest, as soon as it came to him. But he, he took a, I'm going to say it, Nick, it was Sheringham-esque. He dropped yeah. the shoulder yeah. and yeah. sold the defender a dummy and then placed it in the, the bottom corner where there was no cover. So yeah. it was it was top quality and just just class. And, you know, it wasn't like he was he was running the show. It's just that when, it, when he got the ball, when he was in, in possession, that's when his class really showed. And it was... Absolutely. I know, touch above anything we've watched in the last few years, I would suggest. Um, consistency is a key, but if he was consistent, he would be playing for us, let's be honest. Um, <laughs> we've got him because he's a rough diamond and there's there's something there that we can develop. And he yeah. may get poached in the, the near future, he may not, but certainly I mean, today was, was one of the better ones. I agree. Uh, I mean, with the benefit of the of, of the TV coverage, uh, you might not have seen, I don't know how much you saw of it in, 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 in live time, but he actually transfers the ball coming in, I think, from the right from Danny Mack, and he he, he puts it from one foot onto the other. Wide, yeah. Takes out the defender. I mean, it's 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 top quality. We're just not used to seeing it, John. I mean, you know, it's uh, it's a different level. Um, and then put it away with a plomb uh, for a hat trick. Um, so there we are. There's Ian Fleming start with a show by some distance today. And then we put the cherry on the cake with that fourth goal, which was also nicely done. That was a cross from Vogel, Sam, wasn't it? From the from the left, I think. And I think, Nick, we needed that. As ridiculous as it sounds, we needed that fourth goal to settle the nerves because, you know, we'd gone 2-0 up in the first half and, and thrown it away. So yeah, that one goal was going to be a shaky old lead. But I think it was about five, six minutes after the, the hat-trick goal. Um, and it was Cresswell doing what Cresswell does. Cresswell was a, a nuisance at the... At the other end, if you will, um, yeah, he's. I don't know how many he's got this season now, but he's got to be on four or five. I mean, four goals. So Fleming leads eight goals, and I think um, Cresswell is on four. So he's our second highest scorer in, in that sense. Yeah, um, nicely, nicely put away. Um, there's some great uh, clips on uh, social media. The club have put out of him celebrating it. I think um, someone said it looked like Maradona in 1994. Let's hope it wasn't. The full marathon of nineteen ninety four, but it was it was certainly great cut, great footage of him enjoying the the goal. Um, that was it for two. I mean, apart from that, there was there was nothing much else to report from the match apart from the fact we've scored four goals away from home, John, and you were there to see it, mate. I, it I was mean... amazing. <laughs> and I'm really happy for my son as well, Nick, because um, we're you know people aren't aware we. We live just outside Preston, so he goes to school with a number of Preston fans who have been giving him it all week. You know, we're gonna <laughs> gonna beat you this, beat you that. So he gets to go to school on Monday and live it up a bit. So um, I'm delighted for him. Um, Fantastic. Yeah, it was really, really good. Um, and normally, Nick, I'm at these. I'll let you in on the let you and the, the listener in on a bit of into the uh, production room of this stuff, Nick. Normally, yeah. I'm sitting at these 
drab one nil defeats or nil nil draws <laughs> and um I have to make a note or two on the phone um, to cover me my thoughts and make sure I don't forget anything dreary in the course of the game. Today's notes were Fleming 2-0, free kick, World Cup squad, question mark. 2-1, <laughs> messy corner. 2-2, two, two, another ball into the box we haven't worked out. Half-time, defence shit, really vulnerable. They're running straight through us. 3-2, Fleming hat trick. What a calm finish. 4-2, four goals away. So in um, in no form, Nick, I've, um, I've... I think you've summed it all up there, John. Um, that's brilliant. <laughs> I couldn't put it any better because it was it was such a mixture of emotions. Um, hats off to everyone that went up there um, today. 700 apparently made the journey up and a difficult journey back to London. Um the support came over loud and clear uh, for everyone that went there today. Um, well done to you too, do John. Um, that was that was that's a very pithy summer. I can't really beat that. I really enjoyed, <laughs> that's, that's I really enjoyed it. <laughs> oh dear! So now we sit in sixth spot, going into into uh, another enforced break. I mean, so Harry made the point about Forest away in 2020 when we had the the COVID shutdown straight after a really good away performance. And I suppose we've got something similar now, but it, it does give a nice base, um, a limited break. I mean, three weeks and we'll be back again at league action. Um, Do you know what, Nick? It, it might be the, um, the afterglow of an away win, but I'm looking at this with ridiculous optimism now. Um, <laughs> we are. <laughs> We're a second half of the te- season team. I think we can all concede that. I can't remember us being this high in the championship no. at this stage of the season no. before. No. No. And if we go to type, because all of our players aren't going to be involved in anything, you know, over the next three, four weeks, um, they'll all get a good rest if they can come back nice and fresh and, and kick on in the second half of the season as we typically do. Could be the, the year we make the playoffs, Nick. The Rowett train may well be rolling there, John. Um I agree. I agree. It's hard not to get caught up in this giddy, giddy optimism. All it will take is one drab performance and we're back in misery straight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll go to Sunderland and balls it up. <laughs> I just go look on. at the league, Nick, and I, I don't think anyone's any good. I don't think no, I think it's all much of a muchness. I, 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 yeah. I think that's going to be our, our, our secret weapon and probably includes us to some extent because... Yeah, you know, we've all lived through some. I mean, we've only just come off the back of uh, 270 minutes of not scoring a goal, but here we're going to hit four. Fairly tough opponents in Preston, actually. They're, they're, they're a decent run at home. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think the division is wide open, which which leaves you with a question: If not, you know, why not? Why can't we do it? Yeah. Um, we just need to. We just need to um, find the, the you know the, the right tactics for the right situation. I, I also want to mention before we close, John uh, Gary Rower. He, he gets slagged and he gets slaughtered, and he has been yeah. rightly over the course of the season with some of what we've watched. But today, that uh, substitution and uh, the, the, the commentary team, Carl and, and Max, said it was a change of, of formation to you know time it up. That was a game turner. Um, got. Praise, praise where it's due. Well done, Gary Rowett, I think. Today. Yeah, well done, John. I'm going to let you have your Saturday night back, mate. I really appreciate you coming on the show. Um, well done, and let's keep our fingers crossed for the uh, post World Cup return of league football. Big thank you, John Shipman. So, just walking away from Deepdale, uh, James Blewett, Millwall halfway line here. Um, what a game, what a game. It was uh, 
well, topsy-turvy is the old cliche, but it was, uh, I thought we started really brightly. But to be honest, the 2-0 lead we took, I thought was quite flattering. Um, I thought they made really bad defensive mistakes, but, you know, Fleming's a class player and he took them very, very well. But then when, you know, Preston came back and got two all, I thought, bloody hell, they're, 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 you know, we're, we're going to be on the ropes here and we're not going to see this through. And I thought we were going to lose it in the second half, to be honest. But actually the team came through really well and uh, and the 4-2 in the end didn't flatter us. Um, but what a game, what a game. What a shame we've got to wait another month before we have some proper football back. But, uh, you know, really good display. Obviously Fleming's the man of the match. But really good displays, I thought, by Billy Mitchell and Saffle in midfield. And I thought the defence looked really solid as well. Hi, Nick. Matt Richards here. Just uh, calling in after that game. Wow. Um, what a great result. What an amazing result. Fleming masterclass. Rowett masterclass. Um, but, what, I mean, what an up and down game. Great start. And, you know, first goal, Fleming, great finish. Second one. And then, then they're just all over us, and it, I mean, it's poor defending, obviously. Um, long, as, you know, it's, it's got to be questioned for both of those goals, really. Um, I thought he definitely, yeah, you know, he came up in. He should have got the cross. I don't think he was fouled for the for the first one, and he he, he was wrong footed, flat footed for the um, second. But um, and then the second half, you know, they're they're all over us, and it, we're making mistakes and sloppy passing, and you're just thinking, oh my god, it's you know, you can only see one result and. You know, Rowick called it right, didn't he, really? I mean, you know, just because we go to five at the back doesn't mean to say that we're going to be solid because we know we haven't been solid um, this year playing five at the back. But it just clicked, didn't it? Third goal was brilliant. You know, I've, you know, Vogel Samuel, I think, what a great challenge in the centre of the pitch. And Billy Mitchell, obviously, brilliant ball. Danny, for once, he gets a great crossing. And, um, I mean... Yeah, the composure and the class of Zian was just absolutely amazing. You know, he just where everybody else is just kind of will just panic. You know, there's that, he's the only player we've got who would have finished like that without a shadow of doubt. Anybody else would just kind of hit it first time, but what a finish! And then the fourth goal straight after. I think that's what killed Preston. Yeah, it's a, that was a sucker punch. Um, you know, Vogel Samba called him for the short one. Great ball in. He's he's got a great cross on him, Volkersammer, and um, and yeah, really pleased for for Creswell. You know, he's he's been playing well. He had, you know, he gave you know a couple of sloppy passes today, but you know, fair play. You know, he's been playing well since he came in for Hutch, um, and he deserved that goal. And then after that, Preston just gave up, didn't they? I mean, that is. But what a result! You know, it's top six, um, going to the World Cup break. What more can you ask for, really? It, I think it's 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 really positive. Um, you know what's what what may come in, say the, the transfer window. Who knows? You know, and this could be the incentive for you know, Belson to maybe spend a bit more money, maybe get some wingers in because we're, we're lacking some natural width in the team. But um, aside from that, you know, I think the future is just just really positive. So you know, you got to take that. So. Great result, fair play to and well supported by all, all the 600 odd fans that went up there. Um, hope you had a good, decent journey back because I heard of some train cancellations, but um, you did great support and you deserve that performance as well. So well done to the fans, well done to Millwall. Come on, your lines. Hi, Nick. 
John Rankin here, just ringing in with a post-match thoughts on the Millwall victory up at Deepdale. Preston North End 2, Millwall 4. In a state of shell shock, really. Um, we were two goals up with 17 minutes gone. And it was very much a Zian Fleming show. What a player he is. I just want to talk about uh, Zian um, briefly. The first goal that he scored convinced me what a class player he is because Preston are very, very strong defensively. They're above us in the table. They've got a very well-organised, hard defence with an unenviable record of not letting goals in. And he gave himself so much time right in the middle of the box. Um, and that is a sign of a class player. He looked as though he had all the time in the world. And any player that can do that, he had two men on him. And another man come running in towards him to take the ball off him. He used him as a kind of leverage and moved the ball past him, leaned back and into the bottom corner. And it looked like it was a training goal, to be honest with you. Um, such was the uh, presence of mind and time that, that Fleming gave himself. The second goal that he scored, a really well-worked free kick. George Honeyman standing proud of the wall. Caused some confusion, uh, but the goal still got to be drilled down low. And Zian Fleming's third goal was just a masterclass. Reminded me, uh, you know, without eulogising too much, of the kind of um, the the kind of sort of composure is the word they use now that that Johan Cruyff used to show. You know, you'd think he'd just flash it with his foot um, and score a goal, but no, he took it down dummied the player that was near him and he just gave himself a virtual open net just to calmly put the ball into absolute quality and a real Dutch masterclass there. Um, that's the sort of goals that these really technically gifted Dutch players seem to score. He reminded me of Burkamp, Cruyff, you know, Van Nusselrooy, all those kind of players, that tradition of being really calm and scoring classy goals. Absolutely brilliant. With regards to the match, um, two new up after 17 minutes, and I thought, hmm, Preston really, really, you've got to give it to him. Preston really came back strong to score their two goals. The first goal, I think, could have been given as a foul on George Long or even a handball. It was... You know, a very, very um, soft goal for us to give away. And I thought we got the wrong end of the decision there from the referee to let that goal through. The second goal that came, well, it was two players, which I'm amazed that Preston North End took off in the second half. Brady, number 11, and Ched Evans. And Brady was giving McNamara a hell of a time. Um... Preston North End were playing with the wing backs and Brady was just pulling McNamara all over the place. Um, and I don't think it was really McNamara's fault. It was just the way the game panned out. Uh, Danny Mac really, really you know, stuck at the task and came good in the second half, I thought. But that first half, it was dominated by Brady and Evans. And Preston could have been 3-2 up. Evans score after his second goal a similar move a beautiful a left-footed crossing deep by Brady and I thought the ball was had gone in the net and it just went the other side of the post so we scraped through to half time second half Preston right on the front foot 
and you know we just sort of rode our luck and then Rowett makes the change of bringing Scott Malone on um, and we dropped five at the back and on this occasion I think it worked you know it broke play up Billy Mitchell uh, was just awesome today. I think if Billy hadn't been playing and we'd gone five at the back, I think we would have lost because that five at the back system let so many players come through the middle and Preston were just cutting through us at times, but we held firm. And then the game just turned on its head with Zian Fleming's um, third goal. Uh, a long ball, beautiful pass by Billy Mitchell, you know, on the counter-attack. Danny Mack did ever so well, cut it back from the, the dead ball line, went past two Preston defenders and the rest is history. Absolutely fantastic goal. And the fourth goal, again, you know, Vogel Slammer, who I rate very highly, does so much work. He set up Fleming's first goal and he set up the fourth goal as well and Cresswell nodded in at the far post and I think that was Preston's race run really. Um, they took, as I say, Brady and Evans off and brought some uh, other players on but, but we did the job. So fantastic victory away from home. I'm still in a state of shell shock. What a player we've got in Zian Fleming. As I said in earlier podcasts, really, you know, you build the team around a player like him. And I think we're finally um, sort of finding out what our best formation is up front. Yeah, we are. I still think we've got to work ourselves out a little bit defensively. Uh, there were a couple of scary moments, but we've got Sean Hutchinson and Ryan Leonard ready to come back. So I think it's looking positive. Come on, you Lions. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This Mother's Day, treat Mom to healthy, glowing skin with Osea's limited-edition skincare sets. Osea has been making clean, seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. Their advanced eye care duo brightens and firms skin around your eyes, while the Golden Glow Body Trio nourishes and smooths skin all over. Go to oseamalibu.com and use code MOM for 10% off your first order site-wide.